This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you inside Disney. We are reunited. All three of us are here today. Welcome back, Jeffrey. Yay. Hey, Sherry. Aww, Hi. Thank you. We missed you, Jeffrey. Oh, please. You guys were fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> the news was 10 times better. So. I think it was just shocking to you because you didn't know what we were going to say versus That's when you're true. here, you know what we're going to say. <laughs> As Forky might say, what? <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that you get to introduce five fantastic things later. I was just disappointed that you didn't try to do the announcer voice. No, that's your thing. It's trademark. (laughs) So something fun that I got a chance to do, a few of my friends, we put on our masks and we headed down to downtown Disney again. Fun. It was so fun. We did uh, drinks at Ballast Point. Ooh. And then we had dinner at Tortilla Joe's. It was so great to be back at those places. And I've been to Uva Bar now in Naples. And while we wait for Disneyland to reopen, it's nice to go down there and, and just soak up a little bit of the magic, which I really love. Uh-huh. And shop. That's what I want to do. I just want to shop. Ooh, yeah, I just, well, I just want to eat. There's plenty of that to do. I know. Some friends of mine went down and brought me back a hat, a um, Walt Disney Pictures hat, and it's so cute. So I oh, need I to get saw down that. There. Yeah, I'm upset. Sherry, did you see I got the candy apple? I posted yes. a picture of oh it. Oh my gosh, it looked amazing. It was. I ate the entire thing, and I have zero guilt about well, that. Well, it's an apple. It's good for you. Totally. Exactly. Thank you. What have you guys been up to? Well, I got to give a shout out to Francisco who reached out to us. He's a longtime listener. Can we say longtime listener? It's been like about a year now. So, you know. Sure. Almost a year. Anyway, Francisco reached out and told us he's been a lifelong fan of Disney and has always dreamt of working at the company. And he recently got hired here. So he's part of our family making the magic. And I just want to say congrats to him and welcome. And I'm so happy that stories from different cast members on our podcast helped inspire him to follow his dreams. Totally, totally. And doing so in another country. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I love that. I I mean, that's amazing. I did not know that we were international. Who knew? I know. I would love to visit the Argentinian offices one day. Seriously. Well, welcome aboard and congratulations, Francisco. I know I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, guys, but tomorrow on Radio Disney, my interviews with the cast of the one and only Ivan are going to air. So I, this might be Yay! one of the first times people like Danny DeVito, Brian Cranston, Angelina Jolie will all be on Radio Disney. So I'm so excited and drop a video, too. So that's cool. Ooh, nice. And talk to anyone else interested? I did, Jeffrey. I know you're a fan of Niall Horan. I Zoomed with him this week. He has a song out with an artist named Ash. So we'll be playing that on Radio Disney soon, too. I'll keep you posted. Don't worry. Candace, there are only a handful of people in the universe who get to say the sentence, I Zoomed with Niall Horan today. So that's like, (laughs) don't take that for granted. That's amazing. That's true. I won't. I'm going to go tell everyone after the podcast. (laughs) Well, we're so excited, too, because coming up on the show, Dan Pavenmeyer and Jeff Swampy Marsh, of course, executive producers and writers of Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe. I love those guys. Yay. Yes, they're going to be on, but we'd be remiss in saying that following them, we got exclusive interviews 
with Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Major Monogram, and they had some pretty interesting things to say <laughs> about Inadors and Perry, Perry the Platypus. They sure did. Yes. Should we kick off the uh, Disney Newsinator? Let's do well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, first we have Candace Against the Universe and our first news items also kind of out of this world. <laughs> it is 10 episodes of Disney Plus's first original talk show, Earth to Ned, will debut Friday, September 4th. I know we've all been looking forward to this yes. one and kind of like, what yeah. is this show about? On the show, larger than life, extraterrestrial creatures, Ned and Cornelius are sent to invade Earth, but they call off the invasion after falling in love with human culture. I'm so excited about this. Like, what are they interested in? I love that premise. Right? They're broadcasting from the bridge of their spaceship. Ned and Cornelius are going to be interviewing Earth's greatest resource, celebrities. <laughs> Woohoo! Like who? So the season's guests are going to include Tate Diggs, Joel McHale, Andy Richter, Rachel Bloom. The list is really long. I think I saw Raven Simone in the trailer as well. So we're looking forward to this. Each episode is going to focus on a topic unique to Earthlings and fascinating to Ned. So we're talking comedy, sports, social media, and fashion. So you'll see Ned beaming in celebs to talk about all of those things. And the more he learns about humans, the more obsessed he becomes. I'm so excited, guys. If you want to see the trailer, you can watch it on Disney's YouTube page. Tay Diggs is apparently now on every Disney Plus show because he is hilarious on Muppets now. Right? (laughs) He's so hilarious because he's completely deadpan with everything that Miss Piggy does, which it's just for her lifestyle. (laughs) That's perfect. Well, in even more Disney Plus news, there is a new docuseries from National Geographic coming. It's called Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it debuts on September 25th. So a cool new poster is out, and well, here's everything we know so far. It's narrated by the one and only Josh Gad. It's eight episodes long, and in the series, we get to learn more about Park's magnificent array of more than 300 species, more than 5,000 animals, and all of the wonderful humans who care for them. So we get to learn a little bit more about veterinary care, conservation efforts, and of course, what I end up talking about basically every week on the podcast, solving medical mysteries. <laughs> yes. I love it. Wait, viewers will get an all-access pass to Animal Kingdom Theme Park, Animal Kingdom Lodge, the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot. And it sounds like there's some super cool footage with GoPros and underwater cameras and all kinds of cutting edge Whoa. tech. Yeah. Ooh, and here's a sneak peek at just some of the animals we get to meet. A gorilla who's turning 39 years old. <laughs> Can't oh, wait until he's okay. over the hill. A giraffe. A black rhino who plays fetch. Hyenas in a day spa. Uh-huh. Some lions. Ooh. Some tigers. And a pregnant spotted eagle ray. Ooh. Can, can we back it up to the, the hyenas in the spa? <laughs> yes, please. Like, I'm sorry. I would like to go to a day spa. <laughs> Me too. Maybe not the same one that hyenas go to, but I'm down for I'm down to try it. <laughs> I'm not that picky right now. <laughs> same. This could be an amazing animated series too. We should talk to Dan and Swampy about two hyenas in a spa <laughs> yes. day spa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. A, a black rhino playing fetch. I can see it now. Yes. It also sounds like the beginning of a joke. Like two hyenas walk into a day spa. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And even more Disney Plus news. This one had me very excited because 
You are both far too young to know, but in 1978, a very unique (laughs) holiday special aired on television once, the Star Wars holiday special to which we were introduced to Life Day. Mm. It was quite unique, but now Disney Plus is premiering the Lego Star Wars holiday special, which will happen on Life Day, November 17th. Oh, cool. We get to go back to Chewbacca's home world for a Wookiee-sized Life Day celebration. And and of course, Ray and Finn and Poe, Chewie, Rose, the droids are all going to be there. It is set directly after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, and Ray sets off to gain new knowledge of the Force with BB-8. And she ends up in a mysterious Jedi temple Mm. where she's hurled into a cross-timeline adventure through beloved moments in Star Wars cinematic history where she gets to meet up with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, and Obi-Wan, among others. So I cannot wait to see this. And um, I may break out my, perhaps I have a bootleg DVD of the original 1978 special. I'm just saying perhaps. Perhaps. You're not old enough to have that. No. Oh, Candace. (laughs) You. Okay. All right. Disney Plus. We're going back to that because there's an original docuseries called Becoming, and it's going to premiere September 18th. We're going to get 10 episodes of this insightful and uplifting series, which tells the origin stories of 10 talented athletes, entertainers, and musicians. So Anthony Davis... Yeah, Ashley Tisdale, Candace Parker, Colby Calais, Julianne Huff, Rob Gronkowski. It's going to be such a good series. It's documentary style, and each episode centers around a visit to the celebrity's hometown. So you'll see some of their family members, coaches, teachers, mentors, and their friends. They'll all be interviewed, and they'll be sharing rarely heard stories about how that star became who they are. So Hmm. very excited about this. It's produced Hmm. by ESPN Films with LeBron James as one of the executive producers. So if y'all want to check out the trailer, it's also on Disney's YouTube page. I mean, I feel like every Disney Plus trailer, I start crying. It's like the one and only (laughs) Ivan I'm crying. I mean, I'm crying at Artemis Fowl. Clearly, (laughs) it's just something innate in me, but I did get a little misty. Such a beautiful trailer. You get little bits of cool stories. Adam Devine was told that he was never going to walk again. Like that, that just, I I can't wait to watch the the show. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Well, in even more, 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 more Disney Plus news, Disney legend Christina Aguilera debuted a new video for her new song. It's called Loyal, Brave, True, and it's for Mulan. The video is directed by Nikki Haro, who is also directing Mulan. And can we talk about Christina's dress in this music video? My (laughs) God, it is stunning. I really miss dressing up. (laughs) I don't, but I miss seeing other people dress up. Fair. Sherry, you can always dress up for us and FaceTime us. We'd be super happy to look at you dressed up. And Oh, and thanks. I mean, I all around. my laptop so far away so you can see the full outfit, but maybe it'll be worth it. <laughs> well, the Mulan original motion picture soundtrack is set for release on September 4th, and it'll also include, I cannot wait for this, Christina performing a newly recorded reflection. The 2020 mm. edition, Can You Perfect Perfection? Christina can. Yeah, she's the only one. Yeah. She's the only Reflection one. perfection. Yeah. Ooh. Well, if you didn't see Loyal, Brave, True, check it out on Disney Music Vivo's YouTube. And, of course, Mulan streams exclusively on Disney Plus September 4th with Premiere Access. Can't wait. Mm. All right, guys. 
Season three of Big Hero 6, the series, is premiering Monday, September 21st on Disney XD and Disney Now. And in each episode, it'll feature two 11-minute stories and follow the Big Hero 6 team of 14-year-old genius hero, his robot Baymax, of course, and their friends Wasabi, Honey Lemon, Go-Go, and Fred as they face off against Noodle Burger Boy and his <laughs> team of evil mascot robots in order to protect San Francisco. You guys know how the show goes. Season three guest voices are going to include K-pop star Jay Park, Kirby Howell-Baptiste, and Nicole Bloom, and more. So there you go. Monday, September 21st. Yay! Because back. Hooray! <laughs> Such a cute show. Mm-hmm. Well, as you both know, if I'm not eating, I'm dancing. So I'm very excited for this news. <laughs> the professional dancers have been announced for Dancing with the Stars' newest season, which Yay. is going to debut on Monday, September 14th on ABC. As we've talked about on the show before, the new season was going to welcome host slash supermodel slash super boss Tyra Banks. <laughs> and the celebrity dancers are going to be announced at a later date. So many of the beloved pro dancers are returning, like Sharna Burgess, Kiyo Matsepe, and professional ballroom dancers Britt Stewart and Daniela Karagach are getting celeb partners for the first time. Very exciting Whoa, stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So check it out. The premiere is again on Monday, September 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. And if you miss it that day, you can view the episode the next day on demand and on Hulu. Nice. I can't wait till they announce the stars. Same. No. Mm. Candace, is it you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I would love that. My God. Yeah, me too. You know, I don't know if y'all want to see all that. It'll definitely be tears. <laughs> Tears and maybe, you know, <laughs> emergency services helping me out. <laughs> Solving medical mysteries. Exactly. Uh, a mystery that is never solved is where do I find room to put all of the collectibles and merchandise? I seem <laughs> to continue to acquire despite the fact that I have no room for any of them. Um, and it's about to get worse because Marvel Mania just announced its fifth anniversary with an unbelievable assortment of new cool product i may have to like call my friends around the world because there's unique merchandise to different countries china and japan Eng anyway <laughs> i have issues people some of the things i can't wait to force into my home <laughs> uh, there, there's there's a whole bunch of very cool x-men 20th anniversary collectibles and marvel zombies funko pops tied to the upcoming Marvel Avengers video game. And as if Marvel wasn't already eating enough into my budget, Funko just revealed the new child pop bobblehead. What? It is so cute. Add to cart. Our runaway star of The Mandalorian now will be a part of my Funko pop collection. Honestly, I'm going to need to annex my home. For all of this, but it's worth it. Um, and it's only available at GameStop in the US and it will arrive mid September. You can go to starwars.com to see the child Funko Pop in all of its adorableness. Mid September, yes. that's like plenty of time for you to figure out where you're going to put your new collectibles. <laughs> exactly. They're going to need, I'm just going to need to get a new home for them. Just like I'm going to rent an apartment across town for me to go visit my collectibles. <laughs> Worth it. All right. You know what time it is. What time is it? 
<laughs> it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For the complete list, visit D23.com. Yay! <laughs> First up is one of the most fun action movies of the last several years, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Loved that movie, and it is going to be on FX on August 21st. So very excited to watch that. Nice. Next up, we've got the limited series on Freeform, Love in the Time of Corona. We've talked about it on the show before, mm. so that'll be mm -hmm. on Saturday and Sunday. And we get to see a little bit of a lot of people who are just trying to find love in this crazy world that we live in. I've read a whole bunch of stories and how they filmed it is just amazing. The quality, I mean, we saw it in the trailer, the quality yeah. is so good. And the way they did it all so safe. And Joanna Johnson, who is the creator of the series, was in a, a van like outside of the people's homes and was like talking to them over walkie talkie. Just wow. oh my really, gosh. really incredible innovation to create this show. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, please send those. So Sunday, August 23rd, it is the series finale of Elena of Avalor on Disney Aww. Channel. I know, as plans for Elena's coronation are underway, Esteban's team of villains unleash legendary spirit misfits. I mentioned this a while back when the announcement came out, the Four Shades of Awesome. And in order to save her kingdom, her family and her friends, Elena must journey to the spirit world and back and face the ultimate test of her courage and character before becoming queen. So Jenny Slate, Mark Hamill, Fred Armisen, and Andy Garcia guest star as the Four Shades of Awesome. And Patrick Warburton voices Grand Macaw, ruler of the dark side of the spirit world. But so sad to say goodbye to Elena of Avalor this weekend. Yeah. Such a good show, though. Well, also on Sunday, we have a new episode of Secrets of the Zoo, Tampa. It's a Nat Geo wild show. So in this episode, we see how the team is preparing to relocate two panther cubs. I can barely relocate my body from the living room to the kitchen to the bedroom. So I <laughs> maybe I'll get some tips here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Friday, August 21st, we've got a new episode of Muppets Now on Disney+. Plus. So Scooter Yay! wakes up in horror, I know, to discover his all-nighters have finally gotten the best of him. He has only 30 minutes to upload Muppets Now. So he actually gets some help from Animal in this episode to help him stay awake. We'll see that. The Swedish chef uncovers the secrets of spaghetti carbonara. And Miss mm. Piggy sits down with Aubrey Plaza, for a one-on-one -on -one interview, and she's also going to do a little self-care with guests Linda Cardellini and, we mentioned him earlier, Tay Diggs, whose skin is perfect. So maybe the self-care, mm. there's some kind of thing we can learn. I did get to preview the episode and the Bunsen and Beaker segment. I was crying with laughter. So <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. They work on some experiments with a very lonely, outdated computer who <laughs> had me in tears. So funny. I love the show. <laughs> well, these two men are responsible for some of the funniest episodes of television ever, having created the hit Emmy Award-winning Disney Channel series, Phineas and Ferb, and its equally funny follow-up, Milo Murphy's Law, and now they are back along with Agent P and the rest of the gang 
for a brand new movie on Disney Plus with more singing, more adventure, and more innators than ever before. In Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe, please welcome the movie's creators and executive producers, Dan Povenmire and Jeff Swampy Marsh. How are you guys? Oh, that sounds exciting. Where can I see that movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, since you guys know this is a podcast, this is just audio, no one can see your lovely faces, can you just do us a favor? Say hi, say your name so everyone who's listening knows who Dan is and who Swampy is. I'm Dan. I have the low-pitched manly voice. And oh. Swampy, I have the high-pitched girly voice. <laughs> Thank you. And it's a shame you can't see this because I put on a whole tuxedo and everything. With the <laughs> oh, darn it. Perhaps you could sketch it for us and we can, uh, you could animate it and we'll, we'll throw it I in. put on an evening gown, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, Dan, me too. That's so crazy. One, that's tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe it has been five years since the final episode of the show aired. And, and while the characters did pop up on Milo Murphy's Law, what was it like coming back to Phineas and Ferb? It was really fantastic. I mean, even doing the crossover on Milo, it was it just reminded us how much we loved these characters. But it was a little daunting to come up with a story that we felt like was a new story because because in the writers' room we spent like a week just going, "Nope, we did that in second season. Nope, we did that in first season. Nope, we did that in fourth season." <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's like we did like you know two hundred some episodes of the show. It was a lot of no, we already did that. And not mm -hmm. to, you know, kiss up to our bosses and all, but we really are grateful that Disney gave us the kind of time and resources and support they did because doing long form Phineas and Ferb is really hard to get yeah. it right. Yeah. You can do a bunch of stories and do them fine, but to really do a good Phineas and Ferb story that works in long form takes a lot of work and a lot of patience and they gave us the room we needed. So thanks guys. Yeah. We actually had the budget and the schedule to make it how we wanted it. Mm. Love that. Well, Dan, I have to ask you what it's like seeing as Dr. Doofenshmirtz, because I feel like if I were doing that, I would lose my voice. Do you ever lose your voice? You know, <laughs> Doofenshmirtz is way up here in my head. It's not a really a throat <laughs> voice. No. So it's it's easier for me to do Doofenshmirtz than it is for Swampy to do Major Monogram. Because Which is way down here in the lower grumbly range. Yes. And I can only do it for about 40, 45 minutes tops, and then yes. I die. And, and so to make that fair in Milo... I talked. I was the Kodo talked way down here like this, and he was Cavendish. You spoke up. Cavendish, who spoke very normally and nice. I could do it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had the harder job on Milo. <laughs> well, in addition to you guys, the guest voice cast is amazing. We've got Ali Wong, Wayne Brady, Tiffany Haddish, Al Yankovic, our pal Disney legend Bill Farmer. We know Al stars as Milo on Milo Murphy's Law. But how did you get all these other great stars to join? Blackmail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we have pictures of them in compromising positions. We spend a lot of time <laughs> talking and taking pictures and going through people's trash. That's how you do it. <laughs> that, that, that's how it works. That's how we make it. That's how we make the magic here at Disney. Uh, you know, it, it helps that Phineas was sort of a, a big force of nature hit 
back in the day. So everybody, you know, had an awareness of the show. So it wasn't like you were asking him, can you come and do my little cartoon you've never heard of? You know, it's like people would hear Phineas and Ferb, and even if they hadn't seen it, if they didn't have kids or weren't the right age, they would at least know about it. And it was like, oh, I've heard that's really good. So yeah, I'll, I'll come do it. Anybody who has kids in our target group, which is actually really wide, there's a, a good likelihood they're going to come do the show. So yeah. we got in the habit of just coming up with names and thinking, well, we'll just ask them. Yeah. And most <laughs> of the time they say yes. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish being the voice of what happens when aliens explode. Like to me, that was, I mean, that that's a a very unique role for someone to volunteer to like <laughs> say yes. I would like it that. Is. It took us a while to figure out what that credit would actually be. <laughs> like, it took longer to figure out the credit than it did to record it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. She was great. She was great. We've been really lucky throughout the entire run of Phineas that it really is true. We've come up with some outlandish names and asked people and shocked at the amount of folks who said yes. The number of people who passed on our show, the majority of them, it was usually just scheduling issues. (laughs) (laughs) And then a couple of people, I don't think we were on their radar, but man, we've had some great people over the years. Uh, I tried to make a list once and even I was kind of floored at the list. Like, oh my God, that's right. The movie was really great. I actually can't wait till my son is a little older so we can start watching the series from the beginning. Any chance we're going to see these characters again? I would certainly hope so. I was thinking the other day that that like when we recorded the last Phineas five years ago, I really thought, okay, that's it. So I guess we'll say goodbye to these characters and not do it. And then we got to do the crossover special and now we're doing a movie. And there's talk of doing another movie or any number of different ways that can happen. But it's been so great to come back to these characters because we lived with them for so long. It's sort of, it's, you know, they're like family to us. So we would love to. We will definitely inflict these characters on the public, probably even if they didn't want more. Because Dan and I like it. So yeah. Good answer. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, we're so glad that Dan and Swampy could join us. And now they've made way for the illustrious, the fabulous, the incredible Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Major Monogram who have joined us. Oh. Thank you very much for allowing us a little time on the air to talk about doing good and fighting evil. That is exactly what we're here to talk about. Now, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, let's start with you. In the movie, we get to see so many new innators. The power vacuum innator, the galactic travel innator, which we know is like a spaceship, but different. But perhaps the most brilliant... Branding! You gotta gotta call it an an innator. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 100%. I felt like the most brilliant was the chicken replacinator. The funny thing is, is we didn't do the chicken replacinator for this movie. I've had that for years. I did, I did that in the series. I even did it in a Milo Murphy's Law episode. It's, it, it just happens to be my favorite, the Nathor, because of just the, you know, it's sort of this Nietzsche-ish randomness. Of, <laughs> you shoot somebody with this, it switches places with the nearest chicken, the nearest chicken specifically, not not, <laughs> not just any chicken at random, because that would be crazy. I built that, and I was thinking, even when I built it, am I ever going to have a need for this? And sure enough, I've used it many, many times. 
I love it. What inspired you? Was it a bad chicken dinner and you said, no, I need something to replace? I was sitting in my lab and I was thinking, I wish I could just shoot that object over there and have it switch places with the nearest chicken because I want a chicken all of a sudden. So, mm. you know, <laughs> and I did and it worked. That's relatable. Yes. Well, in the movie- like it was- you do. <laughs> in the movie, it was also your first time on an alien planet, I'm pretty sure. I personally have never been on an alien planet, as far as I know. What was that like? It was different in that it was an entirely different planet. Oh. <laughs> it was very... Well, it's a strange planet there, because because it's instead of trees, they have mushrooms, the sky is a weird color, and there's all these creatures that you don't know. Okay, here's a... Here's a scary looking creature. Is it actually scary or is it just scary looking? I, you know, and you, they don't speak English, so you don't, you can't really ask them. <laughs> well, Major Monogram, were you disappointed that you didn't get to go to space? Because I know I would have been. Oh, not at all. I, uh, I tend to get a little bit of air sickness. It uh, doesn't agree with me. The missus says it gives me gas. So I was happy to stay on the ground and allow Perry out there to take all the dangerous risks of life and limb. That's basically his modus operandi. (laughs) I try to go with Perry, take all the risks. Stick with what works. That's what I say. Yes. Doctor, without giving too much away, Evil Incorporated seemed to go up in flames. Do you have yeah, a thanks, re- thanks for bringing that up. That's <laughs> well, I, I figured at this point, you probably have a rebuild my evil layerinator in the works. You know, it's not like it's the first time it blew up, but it blew up in a very spectacular way. Which <laughs> I gotta say, it's probably my fault. Sort of poor planning. I I, I put a rocket ship in there without an actual place for the exhaust. To, you know, I don't always think things through, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Major, can you talk about how you first recruited Perry the Platypus, a.k.a. Agent P? And does he get paid for all the work he does for you? How does that work? (laughs) Try not to bring that up. Hey, you you ask for a raise. We get this question a lot, and the... Much of the information is classified, and I can't talk about it in great deal, to just suffice to say that Perry was clearly qualified from a very early age. Recruiting him was not the problem. The bigger difficulty comes in finding a host family that is not only a loving and caring environment for a pet, but also provides the sort of lifestyle which gives an opportunity for that agent to go out and fight evil without being detected. And boy, did we nail it with the Flynn Fletchers. Mm. The uh, the question of pay brings up the entire structure of the OWCA, the organization without a cool acronym. <laughs> One of the main reasons we chose animals was that they are, how should I put this, cost effective. <laughs> <laughs> he just means they work cheap. <laughs> well, in a nutshell. <laughs> Well, Dr. Doof, the adventure really seemed to bring you and your daughter, Vanessa, much closer together. So how's everything been going since the alien invasion? Well, you know, teenagers. Uh, but uh, it's been good. It's been good. We, You know, Vanessa and I have sort of a strained but loving relationship. I try and I usually overdo it. And then she gets angry at me and rolls her eyes. And then everything's fine the next day. It's an, it's, it's like a roller coaster. <laughs> Ooh. 
Perhaps one that Phineas and Ferb may have constructed at one point. Lots of ups and downs on that. Yeah, right that, that that, yes, exactly. I think I, I got stuck to one at some point, and then it, <laughs> it, it dropped into somebody's backyard. I don't know. <laughs> so we always love to ask our guests about their Disney favorites. So whoever wants to go first, totally fine. But favorite Disney movie? Oh, wow. Well, I'm, I'm going to go Jungle Book or The Love Bug. Oh, classic. Love the Jungle Book. The songs in it are fantastic. I tend to sing them when I'm in the shower. Hmm. Yes. The Jungle Book book was my first favorite when I was a a kid, but I think The Incredibles is about as good as a movie gets. Mm. I watch that, and it it inspires me to create big contraptions to to take over the Tri-State area, but uh, but (laughs) I know that's probably not what it's trying to inspire. I I don't think that's the message they're trying to hit home. (laughs) I mean, you know, the problem in that movie is that the hero ends up blowing up at the end, which which I, you know... <laughs> I, I, I like the guy with the, the syndrome. That that yes. guy. He's uh, oh. you know. So it's a cautionary tale, is what that movie is. It's mm. exhausting, really. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite Disney song. Uh, favorite Disney song. Wow, it's probably something from the Jungle Book or Aladdin. It's either what is the one that the vultures sing? Monogram. Oh. oh, oh, yeah! Now you put me on the spot. Yeah. We're your friends, and that's why I don't know the name of that song. I, but I love that song, and uh, and I also love you. Ain't never never got a friend like me. So I think uh, both of them have this. You need a friend motif in them. <laughs> I think it's just sort of speaking to my own inner loneliness. It's Aww. that's what friends are for. Yes, there you go. And then, and then in Toy Story, there's the friends. There's a lot of songs about friends. <laughs> I, I tend to gravitate towards that because of sort of a lack of friends in my personal life, except for a platypus who doesn't even talk, so we can't have long conversation. Well, I'm a super califragilistic, expialidocious kind of guy. Good one. I've often said that about you. Many people do. Surprisingly. <laughs> What about your favorite Disney Parks attraction? I like the Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I think somewhere deep in my heart, I'm a pirate. Arg! <laughs> when I was younger, I loved Pirates of the Caribbean, but my current favorite is probably Soaring Over uh, America, or whatever it's called now. The, yeah, the, Soaring the, Over the, the World. Of, yeah, Soaring Over the World, yes. It used to be Soaring Over California, and then they decided... You know, there's a big world out there. We should sort over all of it. And, and that's what they did. Didn't like that so much. Again, the flying thing makes me oh. rumbly in the tummy. Ah. Ooh, even the simulators, yeah. Favorite Disney Park snack? You know, there was one time where they had a pop-up things in in Disney California Adventure, and I got a, an Impossible Burger there, and it was impossibly delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I couldn't believe I was eating a burger that tasted that much like a burger, but was really not a burger. It's it's a science fiction treat, is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I like those sugary puff pastry donut things that you find in New Orleans Square. Oh, yeah. Oh. I've eaten those until I felt unwell. Kind of like flying. What's great about that is that nobody knows what it's called. They all call it that sugary puff donut it's a, pastry. It's thing. a beignet. <laughs> is it? Yes, yes, it's a beignet. All right. 
Final question, we ask all of our guests this, and we know you've had many adventures. So what is your favorite Disney memory? I think going to Club 33 for me. Club oh. 33 was really cool. I got wow. to go to Club 33 right when it was the old Club 33 before they closed it down for like six months and remodeled it and moved the kitchen and stuff. So I got to see <laughs> the original Club 33. I did not know that they allowed like crazy evil villains with a good heart into Club 33. Well, I did not tell them I was a crazy evil villain when I made the <laughs> reservation. Uh, <laughs> I left. I left that little morsel of information out. <laughs> I have well-connected friends in the government. I got to go there in the 60s. Ooh. Oh. Wow. I did not even realize that was the case. Oh, yes. Excellent. It's amazing that you were alive then. You're so young and youthful, Major. You're my favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Major Monogram. Yes. Dan and Swampy, thank you all for joining us today. This has been oh, the, sure. probably the most fun, funny so uh, fun. episode of the show we've ever done. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. <laughs> Let yes. me just say thank you and thank you. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye, stay evil! Can you guys imagine if we ever need someone to fill in for us if we had Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Major Monogram host the podcast? Yes, yes uh, please. Special guest host. <laughs> <laughs> They're so uh. funny. They so are amazing. Funny. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, like our friend Francisco, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.